Bob and Tiffany. Thank you, Chad and Choir and Orchestra for leading us. And as I've said many times, thank you, congregation, for coming alongside of me and coming alongside of each other as we've worshipped, as we've lifted our voices together to the Lord. I give thanks for you. We continue this morning, as Rob has reminded us, in our efforts to draw near, to draw near to God and to draw near to one another. Uh, This beautiful passage in Hebrews chapter 10 has shaped and molded our our time together, our focus together through our worship, through our praise, and also uh, through our sermon time together over these last weeks. I'm reminded as we've encouraged you, we've tried to, over these last weeks, tried to do a a little different way and kind of responding during our, our response hymn, our invitation hymn, to give you specific ways to respond to what God is doing and stirring in your own heart. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we invited you to come forward and to, to take a New Testament with you, a, a New Testament that you might give or offer to someone, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, someone that you might meet along the way as a way to encourage them and as a way to offer them the, the instruction and the love and the hope of the good news of Christ found in the New Testament. And then last week, as we talked about the idea of corporate worship, of coming together as a people to worship and to to not forsake assembling ourselves together, we asked you to to adopt the hashtag, uh, hashtag draw near FBC Norman, and to use that over these next weeks as an expression of your commitment to draw near to God and to draw near to one another in worship. So I hope that over these next weeks, that maybe on a Saturday evening, on a Sunday morning as you prepare to come to worship, maybe after on your way home today, you might uh, to do something with that hashtag on your, your social media uh, uh, networks and the, the things that you engage in as a testimony, as a, a confession, as a proclamation of your commitment to draw near to the Lord, draw near to each other in worship, and in fellowship over these days. This morning, again, as we turn to Hebrews chapter 10, I want to focus on one little phrase that we we kind of skipped over last week. And so I hope you noticed that we skipped over this last week. If we look at verses 19 and 20, we're reminded, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us, through the veil, that is his flesh. And as I mentioned previously, we, we used that, fo- that focal passage last week to talk about the work of Christ through his sacrifice, through the, the brokenness of his body, through the shedding of his blood to, to make that sacrifice that we might be able to come into the holy place, to come into the presence of God and we talked about how we do that as, as a body. We, we come together in this place at 1030 on Sunday mornings. And we offer our praise and our thanksgiving and our worship to the Lord. Now certainly I, I don't have to remind you that, that while worship is a, it's a community event, it's a corporate event, that worship is also a personal and an individual expression of praise and thanksgiving, of study and reading, of, of commune and, communion and fellowship with God. And so this morning, I want us to maybe focus a little bit more on that, that personal expression, on that, what the writer of Hebrews calls, that new and living way. 
We are to, to engage and enter into this new and living way of life that is provided by Christ. And what we're going to discover is that that new and living way is an expression of worship. That what we discover is that our lives are an act of worship. Our lives are an expression and gift of worship to God. So yes, while it's critical that we gather together to worship because there's strength as we draw close to God and as we draw close to each other in worship, there's also this commitment to a new and living way that we must each journey and travel as our expression of worship on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment expression. So let's focus a little bit on this passage and phrase, a new and living way. You see, the sacrifice of Jesus, the tearing of his body, which we, we're told in this, in this verse is the tearing away of the veil and the sacrifice of his blood is the sacrifice through which we pass into the presence of God and into relationship with him. You see, it's through the body and through the blood of Christ that we are able to walk and pass into a new and living way of life and of faith. Now, I I love this word new. This word new means ever fresh. Now, for some of us, when we look at this new way of living, we might think, well, yeah, that was when I was, when I was a teenager and I gave my life to Christ and, and it was new at that time, but you know, it's not quite as new. Well, this word new means ever fresh. It's ever new. Remember Lamentations chapter 3 where, where the writer of Lamentations, Jeremiah, says, his mercies are new every morning, every day that I get up. The mercies and the grace of God are new and fresh. And that's the picture that we have here, that we are are, are given. We walk into this ever fresh, this new way of life. It it reminds me of that, that process in which we receive Christ Jesus. Yes, it's new and fresh. It's that point of salvation it's it's that in our baptist language it's that moment of conversion where we give our lives to Christ but again we're reminded throughout scripture that we're to live out our faith we're to live out our salvation each and every day so that salvation is excuse me is new and fresh every moment of every day but the scripture also tells us that this way of Christ is a living way I think it's the New Living Translation pronounces this as the life-giving way. Now, we have received life, right? Through the sacrifice of Christ, we have received life that we might live it full and fresh and free. But you know what this also means for us? It also means that as we have received life, that now we are living in a life-giving way, that our lives give life. That that our interactions and relationships with others are life-giving as we encounter and as we engage and as we live with those that we encounter each and every day. We live life-giving ways. It's interesting that this new and life-giving way is is a reference to, to the Gospels. And Jesus says, I am the way. I am the way to the Father. The the early church members were called followers of the way. 
So this idea that, that, that life in Christ is a new way, this idea that life in Christ is a, a life-receiving and life-giving way goes back to the message of Christ himself. We are followers of the way. So church, here's the question for us today. For us and for Christians, have we lost our way? Because for so many, the way of Christ is, is not new every morning. It's not new every day. It's not life-giving. But there are those that would say the way of Christ is stale. It's boring. It's life-taking. It's draining. Church, what's happened? What's happened when this new and life-giving way has become a way that is not, not, not life-giving any longer? Church, as this new and living way began with the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus, the new and living way must also continue to be a way of sacrifice, a way of veil tearing so that others might come into the presence of God. Did you pick up, up that example of Christ? The example of Christ is through the shedding of blood and through the, the tearing of his flesh that people can come into the presence of God. Let me suggest that that sacrifice, although made once and for all through Christ, is the example for each of us. It is the life-giving, new and fresh way of life that each of us are to engage in every day. That our sacrifice, that the tearing of our own veil, the tearing of our own flesh, in many ways is a way for others to come into the presence of God. Certainly not in the way that Christ, of Christ as being that ultimate sacrifice, but that our sacrifice in our way of life is also a way through which Christ tears the veil of others who cannot see and do not know the presence of Christ in their life. We are called to this new and living way there's four passages that I want us to, to just briefly consider in this way, this new and living way. If you would, just turn over a couple of pages to Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 and 16. Through him, through Jesus then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Let me suggest that for each and every one of us, the new and living way is a way of the sacrifice of praise and a way of the sacrifice of doing good and sharing with others. The sacrifice of praise seems to be pretty obvious, right? We, we offer our praise and our thanksgiving to God on a regular basis. Isn't it incredible when we have the chance to come together as a congregation and with choir and orchestra, with, with leadership of Chad, we're able to, to gather our voices together. We're able to gather our instruments together and to offer praise and thanksgiving to God. Wow. But again, if that's the only time you offer praise and thanksgiving to God, you, you haven't quite grasped this new and living way, which reminds us that we're to continually be giving praise with our words and thanksgiving with our words to God for the name of Christ. Do you offer that praise and thanksgiving to God on a regular basis? 
as I've gone through my journey of, of chemo and this battle with cancer, as, as this body has ministered to me, as, as doctors, as, as nurses have, have ministered to me in my treatment, I've been reminded of, of the need to give praise and thanksgiving to God, that God works incredibly through the body to bring healing. He works incredibly through those who are trained and studied in disease and how to fight those diseases. And oh, that my words would not be held back, but that I would learn to continually give praise and thanksgiving to the name of Christ because of the journey that he's allowed me to go on and that I've seen his presence in so many different ways. But notice the second sacrifice here, the sacrifice of doing good and of sharing. You see, the new and living way is the way of doing good and sharing with others. You see, our sacrifice the sacrifice of our own flesh, of our own, own blood in that sense, in that picture. Yes, they may be costly to us, but they are life-giving to others. As through our sacrifices of good works and sacrifices of sharing, others encounter God in the presence of life, in the presence of hope, in the presence of grace, in the presence of forgiveness, in new ways. I'm so excited about our, our Hands for Harvey team going back. And it's incredible to hear the stories of, of folks that we just went down to do good, right? And to share about Christ. And, and they, they gave stories of, we thought we'd been forgotten. Nobody's been here to, to, to help us. You've given us, you've restored hope. You've given us new life. By going and doing good, the testimony of those from our church ministering to others. I think of our Kids Hope mentors and of those that have made that commitment to meet with, with those children in, in, in Lincoln Elementary, to, to meet with them weekly on an hour, to sacrifice that, that schedule that afternoon to say, I'm going to be with this child for an hour each and every day to, to love them and to just to talk to them, to help them with homework and to be a friend and a mentor. The new and living way doing good, sharing with others. I'm reminded of the upward back basketball season is, is coming soon. We need coaches. We need those that will pray for our teams and for that ministry. Who will come along and do the good work of coaching young men and young women and of sharing Christ with them as they get to lead devotions each and every week and sharing, would you step up and do good and share your time and share your life with them? But Peter also used the imagery of spiritual sacrifices to describe this new and living way. Look over at 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. And coming to him as to a living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. I'll stop there. Here Jesus is described as the living stone. Well, what did they do with stones in the Old Testament? Well, they, they used stones to build altar and they offered their sacrifices on them. And now we have this picture of Jesus is that living stone upon which the ultimate sacrifice was given that we might enter through the veil into the presence of God. And listen as Peter continues on. You also, those of us that follow after Christ, are being built up 
as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are a holy priesthood. This new and living way is a way of of being a priest. Remember again the Old Testament times. A priest was one who ministers on behalf of God, bringing others into the presence of God, offering sacrifices. In our Baptist tradition, we talk a lot about priests, right? We We believe in the priesthood of all believers. We are priests to one another. That means we have the the privilege, the responsibility, the obligation to to minister in the name of the Lord to one another. I'll never forget, a good friend of mine told me this story about he was sitting around a a table with a bunch of guys and and one of them came back and had had a horrible, horrible weekend. He'd he'd broken up with his, or actually his his girlfriend and fiance had broken up with him. He'd gone out and, and had, had, had turned to alcohol and gotten drunk and just had a, a horrible, terrible weekend. And as he came and was telling this story, it was filled with profanity. And my friend got upset so much to the point where he just stood up and he said, if this is how you're going to behave and act, I'm out of here. And as they connected later on that day, his friend simply said to him, he said, you know what I needed in that moment? What I needed in that moment was a priest. Someone to remind me that God was still present in my life. He said what I needed was someone to say, can can I pray with you? Can can we pray and ask God to to let you know his comfort and his mercies and his, his grace in your life? That's what I needed from you. I needed you to offer me that life in Christ that you talk about. You see, we are called to be priests. We are called to offer those sacrifices of praise, of thanksgiving, and of good works, of listening, of praying with one another, of doing good towards others. I'm reminded also the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12, again, picks up on this imagery of a a new and living way that involves sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers, and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your true and proper worship. You see, the sacrifices of praise, the sacrifices of good works, the sacrifices of sharing, the sacrifice of being a priest to one another, these are acts of worship. Worship is more than just being in the right place at the right time. Being in, in a building. Worship is our way of life. Worship is the way in which we present our bodies. We present our lives to God. True and proper worship is the new and living way. A way of holiness and a way of sacrifice on behalf of others. In contrast to the secular philosophies of the day where the the highest good is pleasure, we are called to offer our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, keeping them pure from immorality and dedicating our bodies and our lives to the service of God and of others. Romans 12 verse 1 and verse 2 continues this way, Therefore do not be conformed to this world, but rather be transformed, be transformed in offering your bodies and your lives as a sacrifice to God, 
The new and living way is the way of transformation, the way of sacrifice. Finally, as we consider our confidence to enter into the presence of God through the blood and the body of Christ, we are reminded that it is through His sacrifice that the new and living way is established. And that the new and living way is established as a new covenant. Listen to the words of Jesus that we find in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 25. Let me turn over there. Jesus says, this is my body, which is for you. The flesh, the veil, torn so that we might come into the presence of the Father. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he goes on and he says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Again, the sacrifice in Hebrews, we're reminded it's the blood of Christ. That again is that sacrifice that, that brings cleansing and wholeness and brings us into the presence of God. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The new and living way is a new covenant in and through Jesus Christ. So this morning as we share in the Lord's Supper together, let us be reminded that the Lord's Supper is a sign of the new covenant. It is inaugurated, it is made possible through the broken body and through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And the new covenant is lived out through the spiritual sacrifices of worship that each of us make each and every day. So before we begin the Lord's Supper, we are asked to examine our lives. We are told to confess our sins to the Lord. We are to remember and to give thanks for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we are to renew our own commitment to the new and living way. And as we do this, we proclaim His death, His life, until He comes again. So this morning, we're going to engage and share in the Lord's Supper with one another. We're going to do so a little differently than is our custom. Again, in, in the idea of asking you to respond in our services in a, a little different way, we're going to ask this morning that you travel to, that you journey towards the broken body and the shed blood of Christ on the cross. In just a moment, I'm going to ask our deacons to come forward and to begin their preparation. But in a moment, they're going to come and they're going to spread themselves out across the front of our, our sanctuary. There will be some in the back, in, in the back on the front floor. And of course, we'll have deacons in, in the balcony as well. And what we'll do is we'll ask you to begin to move towards the body and blood of Christ as a part of our response the new and living way, and to receive the cup and to receive the bread. Now we have some deacons that are going to be roaming. We know that, that for some of you, your preference would be to remain seated, or, or maybe it's just better and easier for you to remain seated. So we would ask you to remain seated. And as our deacons come through the, the sanctuary, just look at them, raise your hand, and they'll come and they'll serve you as well. And just simply lift your hand. So in just a moment, our deacons will come. And they will begin to prepare for the Lord's Supper. We're going to ask you to take these quiet moments to reflect and to confess and to give thanks and to prepare to receive the Lord's Supper. As we do so, may we be living in holy sacrifices 
as we share in this new covenant meal that's prepared through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Our custom at First Baptist is to invite all who profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to participate in the Lord's Supper with us this morning. So if you're a believer, a follower of Christ, you profess Him as Lord and Savior, and you're not a member of this church, we invite you to join and participate with us as you would feel comfortable. Let's take these next moments as our deacons come forward. Let's take these next moments to prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper.